you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories and... At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took... I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Three Fates Decide. My name is Mary, and I'm with my two co-hosts, Liz and Sam. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Hi-yo. We've got a spooky one for you tonight, listeners. Um, we are going to be talking all things Halloween. Ooh. Yes, it is um, our Halloween spooktacular, as it were. Yes. <laughs> we are going to... Um, Kind of start off with like things that we like to do uh, around this time of the, the year, um, what movies we kind of like to watch, things that we like to do. Then we'll probably, well, then we're going to end it off with um, some local legends and local myths, ghost stories for Ohio and New York and New Jersey. Although New York and New Jersey are fairly close, to, since they're right across the Hudson from each other, they're probably going to have a lot of the similar. Yeah. Compared to a couple of the ones that I've got out right. here in the boondocks of, of Ohio. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's like some spooky stuff there, too, because, you know, when you're isolated, you know. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a couple of good ones. All right. So let's uh, start off with, obviously, you know, Halloween was never my number one favorite holiday, but I do like the time around it, like, you know, between movies and the activities in the area and things like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff I like. Like, even as a kid, I wasn't huge on, like, trick-or-treating or anything, which I know is really weird. I don't like to dress up, which is so weird because I like to act because I like to, like, dress up, but I don't like to go out trick-or-treating. It's too much work. Yeah. Way too much work. I, I completely understand that. I love Halloween. It's not my number one, but it's number two for me. In lists, in lists of holidays. I think number one still has to be Thanksgiving only because I am a food quote unquote whore. And... <laughs> Any excuse I have to just eat copious amounts of food is a good thing for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll yes. talk about that closer to, uh, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For those of you who are uh, foodies or just uh, people who appreciate uh, good food, uh, stay tuned in a few weeks. We will be doing our Thanksgiving special. <laughs> yes. yes, we will. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, all right. So let's start off light. We'll get to the spookier stuff down the line. Movies that we like to watch. So shout eat this. Hocus Pocus is probably my number one favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, that was a good how, one. How can you not love it? Exactly. It was really underappreciated. It was like definitely underappreciated at the time. But, you know. Oh, yeah. It became a cult classic. 100%. And there's a second one coming out. I know. I can't wait. So, yeah, I mean, I hope, yeah. I hope it's good. I do too. I really do too. Now, I'm going to have to say, as much as I love Hocus Pocus, there's one movie that is above that for me to watch. And that is The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. It is I a mean, good one too. Yeah. You cannot have Halloween without watching that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so there was there was it actually just closed during COVID, but a movie theater in my town every Friday at midnight they did Rocky Horror. And yeah. like when I say like they did Rocky Horror, they did like everything. Like you would go 
and they would like throw the toast and like people would like dress up and like the water guns and like getting up and doing the time warp in front of like the screen like they did hardcore rocky horror oh the sing-along mm-hmm. oh man yeah that yeah yeah there's mm-hmm. other like i um, i forget exactly where it is but that that one and then hocus pocus is obviously number two for me but Rocky yeah, Horror yeah. has to be absolute number one. And then Hocus Pocus. Those two <laughs> just kind of go together. And then I like um, like the other kind of like scary movies that you can watch. Um, the the wrong, the, the first wrong turn mm-hmm. is set in West Virginia. Um, <laughs> so I, I like, so I do like to watch those type of movies. Yeah, I like um, like AMC. There's like mm, yes. a lot of the horror movies and stuff like that. So I'm mm-hmm. big into like scream movies. Yeah. Those are I actually yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a weirdo and again, like I, I've mentioned a couple of times, like I do want to be like an actor because I can memorize pretty, pretty easily. There mm-hmm. was a time, and honestly, I probably could still do it where I can say every single line at the beginning of the first scream movie, Drew Barrymore scene. I could say all the lines that's how yeah. much i watched it yeah yeah scream is like one of the only um actual like horror movies that i can actually stand watching because um i'm just one of those people that is just generally not into horror movies because they're all I, I don't know i mean i guess like i'm just not into like go like super gory horror mm-hmm. scream kind of movies i'm just not it's just mm-hmm. not my thing but actually yeah. But yeah, the Scream movies are one of the exceptions because um, the horror and the violence isn't like in your face, gory, just to freak you out and uh, gross you out. It it's got a lot of actually the um the the thriller, crime, drama, mystery aspects to it because you have a killer running on the loose, but. Part of the plot is you're trying to figure out who is actually behind it, which makes yeah. it more, in which makes it like a really good blend of horror and also, like I was saying, the thriller mystery genre. Right. Yeah. Like when, yeah, I get that. Cause like you think of like Halloween or Friday the 13th, it's like you have Michael Myers, you have Jason. You're not trying to find out like who they are. They're just these guys that, yeah. Like, Kill the Nightmare on Elm Street, you got Freddy Krueger. Right, Freddy Krueger, which that one made me scared to sleep for a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember watching that one when I was a little too young to probably be watching that type of movie. Yeah. And yeah, I... I yeah. want a new Halloween movie coming out, actually, this week. Like, how many How many are we going to do? I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is, a, is and I love her, but she's old. <laughs> yeah it's like he's still okay. playing this character yeah it's time to let it go now yeah, i remember when the 20th anniversary episode came out the 20th anniversary oh h uh h2o, H2O. yeah yeah With josh bartnett and uh yeah yeah Joe williams was in it mm-hmm. ll cool j yeah i'm like okay i think it's time now okay, people. time to stop I'm so, and then they kept making more after that. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I like more of like, I mean, um, little kid at heart. Like, I still watch like Reform or Disney Channel, whatever you want to, or not Disney Channel. Uh, well, I used to watch Disney Channel, but the um, what was Disney Channel Freeform and stuff like that. Like, I still yeah. like to watch those movies. You can see all of them on Disney Plus. No, it's great. They're all playing on there. I was, I was so excited when I saw. It. I was like, "Yay!" Sorry, I got so. I was so excited. The ABC Family, which is now Freeform, and yeah, all those Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah they're all on Disney Plus. Plus. They all are owned by Disney, so it's fantastic. I could watch them whenever. I, I know. I was so happy. But I'll tell you another one that I really like, and I only want to watch it during this time of year, is The Exorcist. Oh, which I mean is will creep the heck out of everybody, but I love it. Yeah, I just think it's kind of crazy. They said it's based off a real story. 
couple yeah like and there was one it was like the exorcism of emily rose or something that came Mm -hmm. out like years later when like i remember when it came out like i guess maybe i was in like middle school or high school or whatever yeah those types of movies freak me out because they say they're based off of true stories now whether or not that's true it's still like you hear Mm -hmm. that and you're like wow like this could actually happen like you could be possessed by the devil yeah the amityville horrors yeah 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 i mean that house does exist it does (laughs) (laughs) but it's just the fact that it's like you it's based on supposedly real events and of course like the shining Mm -hmm. that's a classic yeah there is an actual stanley hotel that he based uh he used as you know the setting for the story yes and supposedly that hotel is haunted. Mm-hmm. Heard I that. remember, yeah, I remember like the Ghost Hunters actually did an episode where they spent like a night or two at the Stanley Hotel to see if they can pick up anything. Yeah, I think I watched that episode. Yeah, I think I watched that one. Yeah, I like things like that. The Conjuring, that's always a good one. I can get it. I I could go deep into the my love <laughs> into for movies, horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of, you know, like since we, since we happen to be bringing up Stephen King, like actually, now I think about it, aside from the Scream movies, um, I guess you could count like some of the Stephen King movies as ones I could put up with because even though like some of them do get into that spooky aspect, the thing is, um, it 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 does include like some interesting looks look into like you know the psychology of some of the characters and things so but mm-hmm. you know so it's not just to scare the hell out of you you know cujo oh my god I never <laughs> that, actually watched cujo <laughs> i don't get me wrong i love cujo now that i can that, but when i watched it cuz i was once again I was a little too young to probably watch that movie Scared the hell out of me, and I was terrified of dogs for the longest time. Harry, I told good. you, Jaws has scarred me. I still am terrified of the ocean. Carrie was really good. Oh, Carrie was so good. The he original, the yes. original Carrie. Yes. The, the these the these others. It's like okay, we've had enough. It's like you don't need to keep remaking Carrie. <laughs> we know the story. Yeah. <laughs> it was it is it Sissy Spacek that played Carrie in the original? Sissy Spacek. You, you you don't beat her as Carrie. No, she, she was the hell out of me. Sissy yeah. Spacek, yep. Yes. Yeah. She was fantastic. She, she was. was. God I mean, was. yeah. I mean, I guess like, you know, I get, maybe is it's because like I'm female that, you know, it. I totally could understand many things about Carrie, really, watching that movie. I'm I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of women get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, granted, most of us, fortunately, haven't been, like, that severely bullied, but, you know. You know there's people that are, so Mm -hmm. you can see where her freak out, like, you know what? Those kids deserved it. I'm sorry. Same. Yeah, I mean, like many many aspects of the story, maybe not necessarily not necessarily the entire thing, but you know, many different aspects that are in the story. Like, you know, we all could relate to something in it. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other movies that. Um, I guess Hitchcock. Well, I mean, Hitchcock movies. Oh yeah, actually, you want to know what I was just watching? <laughs> yeah, yesterday was Rear Window. Ooh, that's a such good a good movie. And I'm talking about the Alfred Hitchcock one, not the Johnny Depp one. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the Johnny Depp one, but the Hitchcock one is so much better. Right. I do like the Johnny Depp one. Two different stories. Mm Mm-hmm. But same name. But yeah, both are very good. Both are kind of, you know, the Johnny Depp one is good. It's that you're trying to figure things out type of deal. And it's like the shocking ending. Um, But no, I just literally it was just on TV. Yesterday was uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Oh, man, I love that movie. That is such a good movie. It is. Psycho. Psycho is probably Psycho my favorite. Is... Yeah, and Birds. Birds, oh yes. 
the birds. Can't see a flock of birds and not be nervous. I know. I duck anytime I see a flock of birds fly overhead. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I'm just more. Although to be honest, I'm more scared that they'll poop on me than anything. That's always gross and scary. <laughs> That, that yeah, that's disgusting. But I'm just like I, I've seen that bur- that movie one too many times, and I'm just like, yeah, they're gonna, they're, they're they're coming for me. Yeah, especially when they the like you'll have the big flocks, and then they'll swoop, and you're like, oh god. Oh, the s- seagulls are the worst. They will just straight up fly at you just to steal your pretzel or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I remember a couple seeing- times. I've seen that happen at the beach. They actually stole an entire loaf of bread out of a person's hands. They're they they are like f- giant flying assholes, or that's what they are. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then, of course, Finding Nemo. All you you know that they're just saying mine, mine, mine the entire time, and it just makes you want to punch them. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Alfred Hitchcock. He was a genius. Yes. Or like the yeah. weird movies. They they weren't all like necessarily quote unquote scary, but they were uh, They were the unusual. psychological thriller. Yeah, like they like mess with your head. Yeah, that's that's where out that's where Hitchcock excelled. He excelled in psychological almost torture in a way. And yeah. I'm, and I'm here for it. I loved it. I love it. I'm like Hitchcock. Yeah, I mean he's he was very good at like um playing with perspective and like manipulating uh what you as the audience are seeing. Um both like literally in terms of like uh how you how he filmed it. I mean like, you know, the sl- the slashing scene. I mean the shower scene. I mean really you technically you're not really seeing anything really other than like her her like horrified face and like you know slashing motions and like you know suspicious colored you know water that is supposed to be bloody i mean but but are you really actually seeing anything gory or super violent in reality not no you're not (laughs) it you know it's it's really well done so yes you can horrify people without being ultra gory horror yes. directors yes. yes yeah he kind of he, he he set the mold with his, his movies and and using music yeah. As, uh, yeah i mean you think about it right psycho uh-huh you 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 know you, the, you it, know the shower scene music the right the second you hear the first the the first note right and like you know what's happening you don't see it. It's in black and white. So, like, you know it's blood, but, like, you don't know it's blood type of deal. You know what right. I mean? Like, and yeah. but it's because of the music and obviously the fact that she's screaming and you see the knife. But, like, you know, that music really kind of right. sets yeah, exactly. what happens. It makes you think of, like, Jaws. How, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe when I saw this um, this documentary on Steven Spielberg, he obviously didn't he didn't initially mean for you not to see the shark. That first scene, we were actually supposed to see the shark, but the shark broke. Yeah. He hated the stupid shark. Uh, Bruce, Bruce was his name. Bruce. And, but, so as a result, he used music, which made it ten times scarier, and he thought of it as a result of Psycho. Because mm-hmm. it you just... Know, that it, sometimes using you know. music and stuff like that just makes it that much scarier. Yes. And Jaws is another one. You you hear the first note and you know exactly what you know what movie they're talking about and mm-hmm. what scene it is. The- my my town, by the way, uh was part of the inspiration for Jaws. Oh. We were part of the Jersey Shore shark, shark attacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that. Yes. Yep. We were and I'm inland. I'm not on the ocean. Mm-hmm. But we have a creek that used to feed out into the Raritan Bay, and the shark came in and killed two people. Wow! In fact, right. of the day, I actually was with my sister on Friday. We went to the cemetery where they're buried. My sister and I do that. We like to go to like cemeteries, <laughs> not as like a Halloween thing. We just like the historical stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, 
being from the Northeast, we, you have a lot of very old cemeteries. And so a lot of, uh, it's both interesting and sad because like there's certain stones like you can't even read names anymore or they fell over. You can't, you know what I mean? It, that part is sad. But like when you see people that are born in like the mid 1800s and are buried in my town, like it's, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was funny, like, speaking of the whole shark thing, um, I kind of remember, like, a while back, they they mentioned there's a theory that the original shark attack, it may have actually been possibly a bull shark, because mm -hmm. I think they say it, said that bull sharks are one of those sharks where they can actually handle See? both salt water and fresh water. And fresh, mm -hmm. yep. And they, right, can, they can survive in uh, shallower waters than uh, so other sharks. Yeah, yeah. which makes them more scary. I mean, like, I, I think they said yeah. they've seen bull sharks swimming up the Mississippi before. I, I, I believe it. And then people want to know why I'm terrified. Bodies of water. It's a legit, <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy. Yeah, no. now, now, now you're convinced that uh, swimming pools are the way to go, man. Uh, can I just tell you? As a kid, I was scared of swimming pools, too. <laughs> well. Uh, that yeah. was the irrational part of the fear. It was just right. bodies of water. Right. Yeah. I've gotten over that. <laughs> well, at least now you know that uh, swimming pools are safe uh, from, from the exactly. shark. Yeah. I, I prefer a swimming pool over. Uh, I don't mind going to the beach, but I'm terrified of the ocean. Uh, yeah. I mean, in a swimming pool, the only shark uh, you're going to see in there is a floaty Right, exactly. Enjoy. And I could pop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pop. <laughs> Deflate that thing. <laughs> um, what scary stories did you guys grow up with? Or like Halloween and stuff. Like, yeah. I remember reading in, in like elementary school, like scary stories to tell in the dark. I, I read that. I think I still have those books around. I have one of the books around somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. Goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. goosebumps. Yes. Um, and then, of course, like later, uh, the Fear Street stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. R.L. Stein was pretty much my go-to for scary stuff when I was a kid. He yeah, wrote I think it really for, well yeah. for kids. He did. Yeah. Really good. Then I moved on to Stephen King. And, and yeah, I think for like a lot of us, like millennials... Uh, it was R.L. Stein as a kid, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I don't know about like the uh, I don't know about the Gen Z kids, like if they're as familiar with him. But um, I know you yeah, can still get his stuff in bookstores, but I don't necessarily know that it's as popular as maybe others. But I have no idea what because I haven't paid much attention. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, I remember the Fear Street books were like pretty dark. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there was one story that I always remembered from the scary stories to tell in the dark. And that was the red ribbon girl who has to wear the red ribbon around her neck. And she, like, you know, gets married or whatever and has, like, a kid. And she keeps telling her husband, like, I can't take off my the red ribbon. I can never take off the red ribbon. Don't take off the red ribbon. And at the end, like, I, the husband just, like, can't stand it anymore. And... He finally like untied the ribbon and her head fell off. And yeah, she was like, literally, she was just like, I, I, I warned you, like, don't untie the red ribbon. And yeah, that's sufficiently spooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I grew up with the lo more local stuff, though. Yeah, that was that's always fun. Yep, that's true. Honestly, Jersey does have a lot of scary like stuff in the area. Mostly, I th again, I think it's just because mm -hmm. of it being so old. Mm hmm. So it's a lot of like haunted, haunted stuff. Yeah, I don't think we have any like quote unquote like stories of area. It's more of just like you know like old wives' tales, I guess. Yeah. Well, I have one that's actually a true story. Um, actually, both are true stories from for mine. Both of mine are actual true stories. Um, they happened back in the mid to late eighteen hundreds. Right. Yeah. But there's a couple of places in Ohio that I, well, one's in Ohio, one's actually in West Virginia, but 
I'm so close to West Virginia. It's kind of like, honestly, I think it's only like 40 miles from my house, which is not far at all. And both places um, do like haunted house type tours. Right. One would be the uh, Mansfield Asylum in Mansfield, Ohio. That one's a little further away from me. The other one is the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, West Virginia, which I have actually been to and toured, and it is haunted. Right. I know some people will have heard of both of those, especially if they're big, uh, like haunted haunted house tour type buffs. They'll have heard of both of these places, most likely. Right, right. Because actually, Moundsville, if I remember... Moundsville Penitentiary was actually featured on an episode of Ghost Hunters. Yeah, the name kind of, I forget which one, but one of them, the name did sound familiar. I may have seen the episode you're talking about. um, And the thing, but the funny thing of it is, is that when they were actually filming that episode, I was there on a tour. Really? Yeah, it was during the day. So they were actually, um, I think they were actually asleep in the guest house. Because they spent like a couple of nights there. Right. Yeah. So we were actually on a tour of the of the prison while they were there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This God, God, this has been years ago. I was in, I was a teenager still. Hmm. That was that was fun. I've never been to Mansfield though. I want to go so bad. Yeah. Right. Why not? Especially if you like that stuff. Yeah, but I've I I. I don't have time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have time. Uh, yeah, no. In Jersey, we have uh, Old Wives' Tale of the Jersey Devil, mm. which I guess was the inspiration for the New Jersey Devils hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fun, one fun fact, it's not really creepy, but the guy who created the Adams Family, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the, uh, the inspiration for the house came from... Um, house in his hometown which is westfield new jersey and westfield is also the home of the house of the watcher i don't know if you ever heard of that one mm-hmm. i think that uh there was a movie oh, based yeah. off of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah the watcher mm-hmm. house and yeah that's in westfield new jersey which isn't far from me yeah it's kind of it's 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 creepy but basically every time Someone buys the house, they get harassed by letters from the watcher and basically is like telling them to leave. And the longer they stay, the more unhinged the letters get. And yeah, it's kind of kind of creepy. Um, huh. Yeah. The zombie walk in Asbury Park, which, you know, if you like zombies. Yeah, um, there's, there's always, actually. Yeah, there's uh, always those kind of tours. Yeah. 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 Uh, we talked about Jaws and the, the shark attacks. That's our claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually the next town over, and I actually went in there, but there was a old psychiatric hospital. It's the, and it closed down. And, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. we're a bunch of idiots. And we would go in there late at night in the dark. Creepy as anything. I'm pretty sure it's haunted. It's still there. Yeah. Still there. Yeah, that's that's what the Mansfield Asylum is. It's an old yeah. asylum. It's that those stuff. I I believe one hundred percent those are. Yeah. Definitely yes. And then one other one that I went to was um on the it's on like the Raritan Bay, and I can't remember what it's called, but there's a house like they used to use for like sail like when the boats would come in, they would have someone in this house that would like look out for ships as they came in mm-hmm. and it, like i don't know if there was an accident or it went on fire someone like died in there or whatever but like if you go to that house like you can hear someone walking around in there and sometimes people say like if you look up you can see someone standing at the window looking out into the water so it's pretty yeah yeah, yeah. pretty creepy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I remember like a few years ago. Um, I, um, well, long story short, I, 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 I um, signed up uh, me and and a few other people to join this walking tour because um, it was actually somebody's birthday. Her birthday is pretty close to Halloween, so I thought you know to make her birthday a little bit more interesting, 
uh, I signed us up to this walking tour where it's it's called uh, Macabre uh, Greenwich Village. And basically, the tour guide takes you to all these different locations around the Greenwich Village area. And she talks about all, like, the, um, well, Macabre uh, stories about the area. So it includes, like, a mix of, like, you know, kind of gruesome stuff and also supposed haunted places. Um, like, one interesting spot we stopped at was, like, actually actually Washington Square Park. Uh which, you know, um, the interesting thing that not everybody may know is that uh, the area that's now known as Washington Square Park actually used to be a potter's field. So when they established the park, they had to, like, basically dig up all these bodies and move them somewhere else. Um, and also around that area, it used to be an executioner uh, place where, you know, you... You commit a crime that's serious serious enough for the death penalty. You know, that's where they do it there. Um, so yeah, that that was kind of a, unsettling to think about <laughs> when you go to this nice park where all these people are like hanging out on a nice sunny day and it's like, uh, yeah, it was a little bit different 400 years ago. Um, we also stopped by like uh, Edgar Allan Poe's house. He lived in New York for a few years and uh, his out. The building that, like, I think um, the building now is uh, NYU property, which shouldn't be too surprising because NYU is around that area. So, um, but yeah, that that's an interesting tour to check out, you know, and if in case uh, anybody comes to New York around Halloween time, it's worth checking out. There's plenty of uh, walking tours that check out um, all these, like, supposedly haunted places. Mm, yeah. Cool. Do you guys ever go to like the you know the um the haunted houses or like uh, cornfield mazes and stuff like that? Not well, me not really. I'm not into that sort of thing. Although I do remember as a kid, um, you know, like going to like the farm to like do pumpkin picking, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Those are always fun. Oh my god! I I mean, I'm not big on getting like jump scared either, but there was like one time, like I. There was a night that I went out with like a group of like my friends and we went to this place near uh, Princeton and there was three different things. So it was a barn. Right. Uh, a, a haunted barn, a haunted corn maze and then going into the woods. I was like, we're going to like get murdered doing these. But of course, like, you know, we ha we tried to do all three. We didn't get to the woods, but I have more memories of just laughing because like when you're with like a big group, like you just can't help it. I have, like, it's, I want to do it again with, like, a huge group of people just for, like, those types of memories. Because it's hilarious when you see other people get, you know, scared. It's not mm -hmm. funny when you get scared, but. Yeah, I went to, um, one year me and my mom were down in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, around the, uh, around Halloween time. And so we went to, it's not a real scary, scary one, but it was a Ripley's. Believe it or mm -hmm. not, haunted house. Right. And oh my God, my mom was so scared. But I mean, I wasn't, I was fine because I, I was expecting everything. I was expecting them to jump out and scare us. Mm -hmm. But there was this one place where it was like the, the tunnel looked like it was rotating. It wasn't, but it just looked like it was rotating. And the kid in front of me, was like terrified it would not move <laughs> i literally had to pick this kid up and force them to walk down this path i'm like just close your eyes and walk because otherwise <laughs> you, do, you do feel like you're gonna fall off right oh my god it was so but it was so much fun right so much fun <laughs> It, I didn't, it wasn't during Halloween, but like where I go for like my family vacations, there's a boardwalk. And one of the things that they had built was like a haunted ship. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, kind of something like that. And there was like this one section where you had to kind of go into like this like tunnel that like squeezed you. And I'm claustrophobic. So they did have an option that if you didn't want to go through it, you could walk around it. So my family went through it. I walked around it and I waited for them to come out. And as I'm waiting for them, multiple people were coming out and moving on and nothing was happening, whatever. And I'm just standing there. And 
until my family finally comes out. I was like, all right, there's nothing right here. There's been like a bunch of people walking. We're fine. I take a step. Some guy was standing, was above me, knew I was standing there, let all these people go because he knew that I would then notice and uh-huh. waited until I took the step out and then scared me. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> you know, he was yeah. sitting there so excited. He couldn't wait until I moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I was like, oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> I hate no. when people do that, too. Yeah. I, mean, I love <laughs> haunted houses, and I wish I could go to more of them. I just don't have time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really the whole thing. My, I don't have weekends. What are weekends anymore? Right? Those are a thing now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like weekends. What is a weekend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now, um, another couple local legends that I ha- that I really want to I really want to talk about, um, at least for my area, because they're pretty creepy considering they're true. They're actually real. They really are true. And this is the the one that I want to talk about is in an area it's known as Egypt Valley, and it is the murder of Louisa Fox. She was murdered in on January twenty first, eighteen sixty nine, by her ex fiance Thomas Carr. They she was thirteen. And she was, he was a local coal miner. He was much older. Her family broke off their engagement and he, um, he became enraged and waited for her and he ended up killing her. He slit her throat and then he stabbed her. He fled the scene, but he, he was caught, um, I think that either that day or the next day after he attempted suicide, he attempted to kill himself, but this this is the the thing he was sentenced to he was sentenced to the death penalty he was the first murderer to be hanged in belmont county which is where i li- which is the county i live in Yeesh. yeah and yeah. but the thing but the the thing of it is is that you can actually um some nights you can actually there have been reports of a young woman either Standing and weeping at Louise's gravestone or at the spot where she was actually murdered. And supposedly his ghost, um, Thomas Carr's ghost, wanders the around the same area that he murdered Louisa at. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's kind I of funny. Chills. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like that story kind of reminds me of the story that actually I originally heard on an episode of um, Unsolved Mysteries. Which I which I like to call the uh, un the uh, BuzzFeed unsolved before BuzzFeed was even a thing. Um, mm-hmm. One of their supernatural uh, stories was actually um, something that took place in upstate New York, actually, and um, basically it was a story about how. And this was actually based on a real uh, murder case that happened, but. Um, what ha- you know it's one of those stories where like you have a guy who's from a slightly wealthy wealthier background and he gets a girl pregnant who is working class um the girl ends up pregnant and when they were supposedly eloping the girl tragically dies and the guy is accused of murdering her um, but the thing is, is that the way she died was, was that they were on a boat in like a canoe, I think, and they were sailing on a lake upstate where there's like, you know, one of those like resort, like one of those like nice resort hotels near, near this lake. So they were on the lake and she fell out of the boat and drowned. Um, stories say though, is that sometimes at night, you will see a mysterious orb floating over the lake where they believe it's her ghost haunting the lake. Um, And the fascinating thing is that uh, this murder case actually inspired a novel 
um, called An American Tragedy, which anybody can read. Um, it, it's pretty yeah. sad, honestly, hearing that story. I mean, like, you know, this poor girl. Yeah. You know, she... It, it, it's almost a trope. and It's like a twisted, terrible trope, but, you know, it, it, it's turned into a kind of a trope of, like, you know, rich guy, poor girl. She gets pregnant. He's kind of a jerk who yeah. either... Yeah, you know, he'll, like, dump her, and she has to take responsibility for the baby, and... Although, unfortunately, in this case, he kills her to solve his problem. Well, right, because he doesn't want to ruin his reputation, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. read this somewhere before. Yeah, I, I think we yeah. all have. Yeah, um, yeah there, there's another one that's true, that, that's true in my area. Um, and it's called the, La- the Legend of Lady Bend Hill. And this is, a, and this, is a, this is a road that I have driven multiple times, day and night before it's this happened back in 18 i think 1833 if i'm if i'm remembering correctly but what i remember is there was a a girl from a wealthy family in wheeling who's had a uh, fiance from fairview but he was of lesser means he was not nearly as wealthy she uh ran away from her parents home and with a coach and a horse and she was heading to um, Fairview to meet her her fiancé. And it's on the third bend from the top of this hill that a bolt of lightning um, struck right in front of the horse and spooked the horse, which caused the coach to slide. And she was, she was ejected from the, from the coach, and it killed her, breaking her neck. And they say on really dark, stormy nights that you can actually see her headless apparition riding her horse, riding a horse up and down the hill. Ugh. Yeah, I've never actually experienced it, but I know some people that have said they've seen something. That is just really creepy. Yeah, and these places are within 20 miles of my home. So Ugh. they're like real local. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah, actually, I was just like thinking back, like, um, back with like that walking tour I mentioned, um, one of the, one of the like stops we made was actually, like I was saying, um, you know, the area is like pretty close to where NYU is. There's this building that's now, I think, I think it's owned by NYU now and they've converted it into, um, like, you know, office buildings for, you know, one of the schools um at the university but it used to be the triangle waist shirt factory which i don't know if you ever learned about this in high school but it was actually something i learned um in social studies class like when i was a kid but basically it was a factory that had most that primarily had female employees working at this factory that made like these undergarment undershirt type things and a fire broke out in the factory and a lot of a lot of girls and women died in the factory because they locked a lot of the entrances and exits to the building um there weren't any real fire escapes at the time because this was like in the early 1900s i think it was so many people died in the factory that it was pretty much the reason why fire codes are very strict in New York City, actually. Like, you're required to have emergency exits, you are required to have fire escapes, you must have, you know, the design of the building has to be done in a certain way to, you know, fight fire um, in the building, you know, sprinkler systems, all that stuff was due to that incident where, like, hundreds of, you know, these women and these young girls that are, like, teenagers were working in there uh, die tragically. I have no idea if, like, the building is haunted or anything, but, you know, it, it, it was such a significant tragedy, and it literally led to public safety regulations 
that still impact us 100 something years today. And I remember when I was learning about this, I was like, you know, in my early teens. So I was like horrified thinking about how there were girls as young as me at the time who were working in this factory and they died in a fire, which is like horrible to think about. Makes me really appreciate, like, you know, as, as annoying as fire drills, you know, can be, it made me appreciate that they are a thing. That, you know, yeah. we're now forced to have plans about what to do if a fire breaks out. Um, that, you know, buildings are required to have sprinkler systems, fire height, you know, fire extinguishers, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another one that I know people have probably heard of is Mothman. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah, that's not that far away from me, really. I mean, it's in West Virginia, but still. I wonder how true it is. I don't know, but it, it's a pretty big folklore around the area, especially when the um, bridge collapsed. Oh, mm. was it like yeah. the Mothman did it or something? Well, not necessarily so much that the Mothman did it. It collapsed on December 15th, 1967. Uh, he's been linked to predicting that a tragedy was going to happen and people say that they can the before tragedy strikes in the area you can you may see the mothman but it's no it was known as the silver bridge and it and it collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic and i mean that was the the real reason for the collapse is it was the bridge was 39 years old it was built in 1928 and it was just structurally unsound but right. They've linked. They've said people uh, had seen Mothman in the area in and around the bridge for months before that, and so there was a tragedy may happen. It is kind of creepy. And what's so funny is for all my video game players out there, if they've ever played the the uh, game Fallout seventy six, it actually takes place in West Virginia, and the Mothman is part of it. Ah. Uh. Point Pleasant is actually one of the towns you can actually go to on the map. Right. And there is an actual Mothman Museum in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Same as oh. in the uh, video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that they do have a museum like that. It's, it's kind of like how uh, Roswell has, like, mm -hmm. you know, themed restaurants and things like that for the alien yep. thing. Yep. So that's, that, that's kind of another interesting one yeah yeah there's one in in my town uh apparently a, a girl and taylor was killed by a truck uh, on her prom night and she mm -hmm. haunts that area and apparently if you see her either you or someone that you love is going to die huh yeah it's, it's one is i that just found like a woman in white type situation i guess so yeah yeah I, I just like, you know, yeah. If I saw her, I would just be like, please, don't do it. Yeah, you just know, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, these stories, they kind of remind me of like the Banshee, actually. Yeah. Especially if you hear the Banshee scream, you're, you're going to die or someone you love is. Yeah. There's actually like, um, there's actually this really cool, uh, YouTube channel that, um, for anybody in our audience, um, I highly recommend it. Um, it's produced by the same company that, uh, produces videos for, um, you know, other, for like, uh, PBS's, um, web, web content. Um, and one of the channels they have is called Storied, where they talk about literature and legends and stuff like that. So one of the sub-series that Storied, uh, runs is called uh, Monstrum, where they talk about legendary monsters and things like that, and you know what are what are the origins of the stories and things like that. They actually did an episode about the Banshee, and it was really interesting, like how they talked about the Banshee is ba they they suspect that the Banshee is um, based off of an a of actual Irish mourning fun funereal customs where. There's always a woman who who gets hired 
to do to work at funerals and her job is basically to lead the mourning uh at the funeral so her job is to like start wailing and crying like oh you know poor joseph he died etc etc and a lot of they do that job yeah it's like her job is to kind of like be the you know leader of the actual mourning uh at the funeral so yeah so some of the traits of this woman who does this job it sounds a lot like the traits of the banshee so they think that plus a mixture of very old traditional you know irish mythology about certain goddesses got combined over time into the banshee which i thought so it's really interesting I highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in that sort of stuff. Like, you know, they also did an episode about the Wendigo. They did a story. They actually did an episode about the Mothman as well. Um, yeah. There you go. It's it's really cool. I highly recommend that channel. I, I thought it was also neat. They actually did a three-episode miniseries on the zombie, actually. If you're into that sort of thing. If you, lo- if you love Walking Dead... Yeah, if you love Walking Dead and all things zombie, that they did a three-part series where they really explored the origin of the zombie from, you know, Haiti and the original voodoo tradition there, and then how it got converted into what we know in Hollywood as the zombie. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah I think I've I think I've seen watched a few things on History Channel about about the uh, modern day quote unquote zombie. Yeah, I mean that in um because it's a Haitian voodoo, right? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was really interesting because it's like the original concept of the zombie is not actually, um, you know, an undead monster eating brains and stuff like that. It's it's basically a metaphor almost of slavery. Where mm-hmm. you have somebody who has power over your mind and your body, and you lost all autonomy, and you're you're basically a slave, mm-hmm. which has which has so many many implications to that. Okay, so before we close out, as usual, uh, we have an email address where you can send us questions, comments, uh, criticisms on how to improve our show. Um, you can email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com. It's the title of our podcast, all in one word, and the three is spelt out. And you can also reach us on Instagram at threefatesdecide. The three is spelled out. And feel free to send us DMs. Let us know what you think. We love feedback. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.